Hey, welcome back everyone to the Reflex Blue Show. I am Donovan Beery and I'm with Bree Phelan. Bree, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing, Donovan? Good. And you're and you're over at Oath? Yep, that's correct. We're discussing this like a now, was Oath around before they merged all these companies? Or? No. They, like, came out with this brand new company called Oath that's now, like, the umbrella brand for about 50 different brands that include, like, Yahoo, AOL, all the oldies but goodies, TechCrunch, Huffington Post, and a myriad of others, so. Yeah, all these ones where I think I think a couple years ago, everyone's like, these companies are all going under, these companies, right. are, and all of a sudden, it's like, they've never, they never did. Right. Well, I think a lot of it was, like, kind of inflated in the press, right? Everybody always goes after the underdog, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, I I think we've gotten a lot of good press out of it. I think we're starting to revitalize these brands and getting the visibility of Verizon being uh, kind of our mother company has helped a lot. So I think there's a lot of growth to come for sure. And, and what do you do there? I am a project manager for our ad creative technology team. So I manage a lot of our innovative ad formats that are coming out of our team, making sure they're operationalized technical testing, all that fun stuff. Now, when you say innovative ad formats, mm-hmm. I hear banner ads. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that's what we're trying to get away from. <laughs> like, like, is there innovation in the banner ad market? Yeah. No, I definitely think so. I think that you've seen a lot of You've seen a lot of initiatives come out of like a lot of different browsers like Chrome that are trying to get away from that, you know, old school, you know, horrible in your face banner ad experience. And with that kind of comes the challenge of figuring out the next generation of what that creative is going to look like. Right. So we have uh, on our team kind of initiative to look at, you know, what's what's new? What's the new tech that we can use to really kind of upgrade these old experiences and make them more of a service for our customers and less of just a standard regular advertising experience, whether that's integrating data to make it super personalized or looking at like AR, VR, mixed reality. How can we bring that into this space and really rejuvenize it? Okay, because I've, I've made a lot of these terrible banner ads over the years. Yeah, oh, who hasn't? I have like, too. I've been doing this for decades, <laughs> you know. But, but I don't make, I don't, I've never made that many of them. Yeah. And, and, but, I, but I mean, they, they show up and I'm like, oh, I guess that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Do you ever buy like a pair of shoes and then that ad follows you around on the internet for like two weeks and you're like, I already bought this pair of shoes. Why are you still showing me this ad? I always get those yeah. on different websites. Yeah, the one of them, I think I, I bought something at the house. And and I I think I looked it up online before I purchased it. Yeah. But the ad followed me around, and all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, it's the biggest sale ever." And they they inform me that, that it went on sale. I went back and got like I got like twenty percent of my money back. Awesome. So it's like I don't know that banner ad actually probably hurt the company. Yeah, probably. That <laughs> they took Sears. a loss on that one. <laughs> Maybe that explains yeah. where, where Sears is going right now. They're not doing so hot. Maybe it's occurred. because yeah. they they float banner ads around telling people their stuff just dropped in price, and right. then people like. Like, oh, give me my 20% back. Yeah, yeah. That's probably not the best way to go about it. And that's where I think data can become really, really powerful, and companies are starting to to utilize it more frequently in ads. But I think finding the right mix of the right time, the right place for each user, and serving creative that's really relevant to them is is kind of the key that everyone's trying to, to kind of lock down outside of the disgusting old banner ads of the 90s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well... We, we did not actually bring you on to talk about banner ads. No, fair enough. We we brought you on to get the sweet search engine results <laughs> of the internet yes. by talking about cats. I love it. Yes. So I'm a, I'm a pug person. That's okay. We'll convert so you by the we, end of this podcast. We used to have cats. They were not nice. Aww. So, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> I, had, I had a cat growing up that was adorable. Aww. I'm allergic. But but either way, yeah. We, you, you're all cats here now. 
I'm all cats. I, I mean, I'm an animal lover. I'm not like a crazy cat lady. I, an equal opportunity animal lover, whatever it may be. But I mean, I've always had a special place in my heart for cats. I've grew up with them. Uh, I grew up like out in Gretna on a farm. So I was used to, you know, hanging out with a bunch of strays all the time. And I've and, always and for owned those them. those of our listeners not in the area, Gretna is a suburb of Omaha. Yep. It's like, well, it was a tiny, tiny town. Now it's growing quite a bit, actually. The last time I was back there, I was pretty surprised. There's still a little bit of farmland between Omaha and Gretna. But oh, yeah. not, I mean... No. We can get there from the office here in like 20 minutes. And oh, that, yeah. And that's going through a big chunk of town as well. Yeah, I think there's like four gravel roads left, and they were it was like all gravel roads when I grew right. up, so... But tons of cats, as it turns out. But yeah, it's just something I've always um, just been passionate about and always owned cats. I'm allergic too. If it makes you feel any better, okay. I just take a lot of allergy meds all the time. It seems to do that trick. Sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what? It, so so I heard wind that you're starting up something with cats. I am. I am bringing Omaha its first and only nonprofit cat cafe. Do you know what a cat cafe is? Okay. So let me see if I get this right. I, I me and the wife have been watching that HBO show Girls. Okay. I, I'm and, with you. And the one of them. Yes goes to Japan, it's probably season four. Yes. And I believe works in a cat cafe. She does. She does. Which character is that? I don't remember her name. Oh. But she's basically gone that entire season. Oh, totally. I don't know if she's... She, we're, we're at the Shoshana. Part the show. Okay, there you go. We're at the part in the show where Shoshana has just returned to New Yes. But, but they, I believe they only showed her in a cat cafe for one episode. Yeah, it was really sad. I could have watched like a whole season of Girls with a cat cafe in it. But yeah, I mean, it's it's very similar to that that concept. I think cat cafes kind of developed in Asia, uh, especially in Japan. All it's, good trends. Yeah, all good trends. Seriously, come out of Asia and Japan, I swear. But they they kind of developed these cat cafes as a way for people that live in like these tiny apartments that can't have cats to come and you know hang out with these free roaming free roaming felines. That's a lot of alliteration. And, you know, get some food, grab some coffee, and just have this experience where maybe they can't, you know, keep a pet or have a pet at home. And then it started to, like, find its way over to the United States, East and West Coast. Picked it up first, obviously. But, I mean, I've been to a couple. I've been to one in New York. Now, what's the timeline on this? Like, yeah. Like, because like, they... They just show a cat cafe. She's working in one. I, they show her moving a cat or something. But they don't talk about, like, how long they've been there or that they've made it into other cities. Either. Right, right. So, like, you mean timeline for how long cat cafes have been around? Yeah, or? that we know of. Yeah, it's been about 20 years. Uh, oh, they wow. started, they've been around for a while in Asia. I think in the U.S. it's more, maybe the the oldest one is probably less than 10 years, I want to say. I'm trying to remember the facts. But... Yeah, it hasn't been in the U.S. that long, and I, L.A., New York are kind of the first cities that were adopting this model, San Francisco, and it's slowly started to spread into other states, but we don't really have one anywhere near Nebraska. I think our the closest one is in Chicago, and maybe one that opened in Utah, but I don't know how close Utah is. I should probably know my, my map a little bit better. I believe it's further of a drive than Chicago. I believe it is, too. Hours. Yeah, I believe it is, too. So, yeah, I'm excited to bring a, a new business to Omaha that we haven't seen before and kind of turn this, you know, old concept of cat adoptions and cat shelters on its head and do something a little bit different that's going to be better for the cats. It's going to be a more relaxed environment. It's going to be a unique nonprofit for Omaha and hopefully create a new sense of, you know, community around these animals. 
Now, what do you, what do you do in a cat cafe other than there's just cats around? It's a cafe, and <laughs> yeah. you just you just feed the cats. I mean, I mean, they're just wandering around while you're eating or drinking or whatnot. Yeah, so a little bit different than that. So when you come in, we'll actually have um, a coffee bar. We've partnered with Mug Life Coffee, who makes amazing, amazing drinks. They're actually going to be in. They're located in the part of town where our cafe is opening in the Quarters District. Where is, where is the Quarters District? So the Quarters District is, it used to be the Park East neighborhood, and they're okay. renaming it to the Quarters District. It's uh, that area that's kind of between downtown and midtown. The cafe is going to be on 24th Street, right between Harney and St. Mary's. So it's kind of that area. So it's kind of this area that hasn't really had a lot of attention to it or, you know, revitalization in many, many years. And so we're looking at, you know, bringing some new businesses there. Uh, WAG is expanding their business there, which is a local pet food store for those not familiar. And with Felius kind of partnering with them, I think it's going to be a great way to bring some new business and some new life to that area for sure. Okay, we're going to be right back with uh, Brie Faley. So, so what do you have a name for the uh, the cat bar? Yeah, we're calling it Felius, which is a name I made up. <laughs> but it's based on the feline. Yes. So, like, Felis domesticus is sort of the scientific name. I wanted something that was, like, a play on that. It's like when you hear it, you think of cats, but it's not, you know, too technical of a name. Uh, so I kind of took that and, and changed it up a bit to make Felius. And, and do you have a website or anything people can go to? We do. Uh, it is Felius, F-E-L-I-U-S, dot org. And feel free to check it out. We have more information about our mission, which is to revolutionize Omaha's cat adoption and reduce euthanasia rate. So feel free to spend some time on there. And we're always looking for donations. Uh, my plug to get money. <laughs> money or cats? Money. Just money right just now. Just money. Okay. <laughs> cats come later. You know, every dollar helps go towards our mission and to help us open our doors and take care of these cats that, that need a place to go. What, what's the approximate time frame that you're looking at to open? Yeah, right now, I think you guys are the first to hear the official date, but it's going to be June 1st. June 1st? Yeah. That's soon. That, that is very, very soon. soon. Tell me about it. <laughs> We've already started uh, working on the space and construction began, I think, two weeks ago. So we're getting right off to a running start. Oh, wow. And when, when you open up something like this, you have live animals in a place that's serving food and or right. drink. Correct. What type of laws? Because I didn't even know. Did, you, did things have to be written? Did things have to be changed? Because I worked with, a, mm -hmm. we helped brand a, a pet store here in oh, town. Cool. Just a couple blocks from here. What pet store? Oh, uh, the Green Spot. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. And they wanted to, and they and, well, I mean, you can bring your dog there, but they wanted to, have, like, serve some drinks and stuff. Mm -hmm. and currently, I think they have a, a Keurig machine that you can use. Yep. But they never really got it fully open because I... This was this was um, probably six seven years ago, yeah. and there I think they had some issues with you know you can't really you couldn't have that at the time so I didn't know right. if things have changed or if you had to work with people. Yeah, I I mean the health department we've been working really closely with them obviously, which is interesting because I think if you're mentioning this like five or six years ago they're like yeah we've had a lot of requests for you know cat cafes that people have been considering opening so when by the time I went to talk to them they had already done a lot of research on it which was great. But our the way that we're doing this, um, so that it is within health code, the coffee shop's actually going to be completely in a separate area from where the cats are going to roam free. So people can get coffee. If you're allergic to cats and you still love them, you can come hang out, grab coffee, and we'll have like a glass window where you can look through and see all the cats if you don't want to, you know, have a sneeze attack. Then you can actually enter into the cat play room What we're is what we're calling it. Uh, if you want to bring your drink, that's totally fine. But they just need to be in a separate space, and 
basically when you're looking at building out the space, you need to make sure that you have hand wash sinks was sort of the biggest compliance that we had to go through with them. So yeah, it was it was an interesting process for sure, but they've been a great resource. It sounds very much like what the bars deal with with smoking rooms. Pretty much. It, it kind of is, except with cats, <laughs> and you can't smoke around our cats. <laughs> the cats can't smoke either. No, they can't. Sorry. Uh, we've, we'll have a few on the patch, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. What, what, what's been the most exciting part about this oh um, adventure for you so far? It's all been exciting, but... I'd have to say when we announced the response from the community has been pretty overwhelming. Like I expected some people to be excited about it, but I mean, I've had people reaching out to me that are, you know, super passionate about the cause, which is super heartening. Uh, we've had a ton of attention from local media, such as yourself. And that's been really, um, really encouraging towards this mission. Uh, this is something brand new to me. I've never opened a business before and it's definitely a passion project. And I'm just glad that the community is excited for like something new that we're going to bring to Omaha that'll hopefully be not only like helping with all of the adoption rates across shelters, getting cats that need a place to go. So they're not euthanized, you know, into our facility and then adopted out but also working with community to educate them on like our feral cat colonies that we have and what we can do to control their populations humanely too. What, what, what was it then? I mean, you got a communications major. Correct. You, you worked at an ad agency. Yep. You're working at, at a, you know, glorified banner, banner ad <laughs> shop. I'm sure it's better than that. It is. It is. <laughs> but no, I know what you mean. We but make what, animated what, gifts. But what made you, I mean, what was it that, that not only drew you to this idea, but that said, hey, I need to do this? Like, like yeah. it's, it's a big jump, and, and this is great. It is. it is. I've always just had this drive to want to create something. I mean, whether that be, like, I dabbled in design for a while, and, you know, I've always wanted to be a part of something bigger, and animals have been such a huge passion of mine. My friends and coworkers are always like, why aren't you out working with animals right now? You talk about them all the time. So this just kind of was a natural fit. I visited cat cafes, and I thought they were amazing. And I'm like, why doesn't Omaha have a cat cafe? And then some time went by and I actually reached out to my friend Erin at WAG and asked her, like, hey, what do you think? Like, thinking about doing this cat cafe, I'd love to bring it to Omaha. Picked her brain. And then about six months later, she came back to me and said, you know what? WAG is looking to expand and we have a building and we want you to come in and be a cat cafe. So I felt that was like the universe pushing me in that direction. So I had to jump on it. It's been fun having two full-time jobs pretty much, but uh, it's definitely going to be worth it when we open and I'll be looking to hire people to kind of do the day-to-day -day stuff so I can keep my job and, and be more of like the president on the board and do marketing and PR and all that stuff that I love on the side. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. All right, we're going to be right back with, uh, with briefing. So you're opening June 1st. Big Correct. day. Mm -hmm. Big day. Felius.com. Right? Uh, Felius.org. Felius.org. Which, which brings me up. You, you not only decided, hey, let's open up a business, but I want to start up a, a, uh, an organization, like, yeah. like a nonprofit. Yes. What does that entail? Oh, my gosh. So much more. <laughs> I've learned so much in the last six months. Like, is that one of those things where you're like, mm -hmm. you're like, oh, this business, I got it. And you're like, man, this is a lot of work. And then you're like, what am I doing now? Yes, exactly. So we definitely wanted to set it up as a nonprofit because... 
what we're doing is about the mission. It's not really about me making personal money. That would be a nice side effect, but not what I'm focusing on. And a nonprofit seemed like a natural fit because, I mean, this mission is all about helping the animals. And there's a lot more support you can get with a nonprofit and, you know, applying for grants, which is something that we've been definitely going after. But it is a tedious process. I mean, they don't just accept anyone as a nonprofit. You have to, you know, kind of prove your merit and, there's tax implications and you have to have a board of directors, which I'm super lucky to have uh, like seven amazing females on my board of directors uh, helping me out. But uh, yeah, that was kind I thought, of... I thought board of directors had to be 98% men. Yeah, right. Normally we're, we're taking that okay. and kind of flipping the script a I little bit. I thought there bit. was a law, yeah. but... I know. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. Isn't it like International Women's Day too? It actually is today. That's funny. Yeah, so. not, not when this show goes live, but when we're, we're actually recording yeah. it on that. So I don't know. It's a, it's a good fit. We're just a bunch of powerful women trying to do some awesome stuff. So yeah, it was it was a big learning process. I had never done anything like that before. But I mean, I've served on nonprofit boards like the Advertising Federation of of Omaha. Starting one was a whole new ball game. <laughs> and what is what is the purpose of the organization? Is mm -hmm. it is it to get cats off of this nicotine patch? Yes, that's that's exactly no. <laughs> well, our our mission is to revolutionize Omaha's cat adoption experience and also reduce euthanasia rates. Uh, that's big for us. On top of that, a secondary part of it is to help kind of relaunch this idea of uh, trap and release programs, which if you're not familiar with what those are, Omaha has about 60,000 feral cats that roam the streets. Uh, they're actually called community cats. Okay. I mean... I love cats. They're amazing. But there's a lot of hardships that these cats have as a feral cat. Like if they they get sick a lot more, if they're not spayed or neutered, their lifespan can be severely shortened. They have various ecological impacts as well. So a lot of shelters try and facilitate these programs, and we want to be one of them with a goal of, you know, capturing, spaying and neutering at least 200 cats our first year and re-releasing them so they can live in their natural environment. So a lot of those cats, uh, if they are not controlled, end up in a shelter experience and sometimes can be euthanized. So again, kind of working through that adoption piece to, to get cats to a good home so they're not euthanized, as well as working with community cats to control their population in a really you know healthy and responsible way. 60,000. Yes, that's the estimate. I mean, we, there's no like register of all the cats. Right. But I mean, it's a lot of community cats. And I think was I reading the other day, one female cat, you know, can produce, you know, over a hundred cats in one year or something like that. What? Or no, wait, it's a, over the course of a year, like a male cat and a female cat can produce, I think it's like 400 and some odd cats. I forget the quote. I'm messing it up horribly, but it's, it's, but it's a, a lot, lot of cat. It's a lot of cats. Like just one pair can produce a ton of kittens and most of the time those kittens end up in in shelters and they overcrowd the facilities and and by spaying and neutering those animals we can help control that and combat some of those those intake numbers then they release them back because they're feral correct there's definitely a difference between domesticated cats which will be adopting out of felius and feral cats <laughs> and, and the, the domesticated ones are the ones that'll hang out in the cafe and, and do nicotine patch correct or gum, correct or gum or whatnot with correct them. <laughs> We promise we will not give our cats nicotine patches or gum. <laughs> right, right. But yes, those will be the ones that were coming from Omaha Wags to Riches. They're going to be the rescue that we partner with, which is uh, the owner of WAG also is on the board for Wags to Riches. And they have a lot of cats right now. 
simply for you know some of those reasons and the ones I just talked about. So we're going to give them a place to you know keep their cats while they await adoption. That's not in a cage or you know in a shelter somewhere to make sure that they're comfortable and have the best experience too. Because it's at the end of the day, I want it to be all about the cats. People coming in and playing with them is an awesome side effect, but trying to get them to be in a really comfortable environment where they're not stressed out is is really key. Yeah, because you, I mean, you you obviously have a, a even though you're a nonprofit, you still have to pay your overhead. Correct. So a lot of that will come from amazing donations from anyone listening, philius.org slash donate. It'll come from grants and it'll come from our coffee sales as well as an entry fee that we'll charge to go into the cat area and that will go back into caring for those animals. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. All right. Well, Bree, we, we really look forward to seeing this thing open up. I... I tell you what, I do too. I'm so yeah. excited. So June 1st, I think we're aiming to have a big fundraiser on April 27th. That's a Friday, and we'll be posting more information on Facebook about launch dates, about volunteer opportunities, about job opportunities when we're ready to hire. So you can check us out at Felius Omaha on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And you're going to have the best banner ads. The best. The best. I mean, GIFs, animated GIFs everywhere. Some of those, do you remember those fire gifts that people used to put on, on their websites back in? Used to. Oh, okay, sorry. You might still have them everywhere. Yeah. GeoCities. I think that was owned by Yahoo at one point, too. Maybe. Does that, does that, put, it, does that put it underneath Oath somehow? Somehow. I, I don't think we own them anymore. You better look that Sad one up. Sad day. I know. You may, you may have, if you go through like the, the old server archives, you may I have like should. the original master files of fire gifts. Oh my gosh, I might. Okay, I know what I'm doing on Monday when I get into work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, Bree. Well, thank you very much. We, thank we, you. we look forward to seeing this thing launch. Awesome. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Donovan. The Reflex Blue Show with Donovan Beery is hosted at 36point.com. Music by Dustlab. Find out more at myspace.com/dustlab. Thank you.